Welcome to the St. John's Hoxton podcast. We are a local church in East London, here to be a beacon of hope for Hoxton. And our mission is to worship God, make disciples, share Jesus, and transform Hoxton. That was great. And uh, really, good morning to you all, and a special welcome to you if you're here visiting today, if you've come as um, friends or family of Ramaya or Kiali or uh, Ena then that's wonderful because we're going to be celebrating a little bit later on with a, a little Thanksgiving service for the gift of a child and a baptism. Um, if you've got your Bibles open on your phone, I want you to keep at your attention on verses 6 and 7 on that reading that Danette just brought for us. Because I want to talk today about how things grow. And uh, if you're watching online, then I've got a little challenge for you just now. I should have said, by the way, first of all, my name's Graham, I'm the vicar, so if you are visiting here for the first time and I've never met you before, then you are so welcome and I look forward to uh, having a little natter and a chat after the service outside in the open air when we can take our masks off and see each other face to face. If you are watching online, would you do me a favour? Would you go into your emojis and see if you can find an emoji of a plant or a flower and post it in the thread? I'm going to go and check in a little while and see how we're going. Uh, But wherever you are, uh, that's your little challenge over this little period is um, find an emoji of a plant or a flower uh, to interpret what we're going to be talking about. So as I said, I want to talk to you today about how things grow. And uh, if you are a child, a young person, or if you're an elderly person who believes themselves to be a child or a young person in your heart, then I have some questions for you and I'm going to need your help. And we're going to talk about how plants grow and how plants growing help us to think about our growth in Christian faith. And uh, I haven't prepped her for this, but Zena, have you still got your microphone on you? I'm going to ask you to be my Challenge Annika roving microphone in a moment. And I wonder if somebody could tell me what plants need to grow. If you've got an idea of what a plant needs to grow, stick your hand up and I'm going to come to the children and young people first and then the older people. Sorry, Olivette, I know she was desperate to get top marks. I'll, I'll give you a gold star later on. So, Zena, hop up out of your seat and look for a child with their hand up. And uh, if you're ch- there's somebody at the back there and there's a, there's a little boy with a very smart bow tie on. I think that's Ezekiel over there. Go and uh, ask him just one thing that a plant needs to grow. Shout it out nice and loud for us. Water. Great, thank you very much. Okay, that's one thing. Right, Zena, grab the mic. Find another child. Find something else. Here's one. Otis has got an idea. Come on. Sun. Sun! Woo! Yeah, this is good. Okay, this is the young biologists' convention. Right, there's one at the back there. Go and have another go. No, not you, Josh. You're too Seeds. Old. Seeds. We need a seed, don't we, to start? Great. So we've got water, we've got seed, we've got sun. What else do we need? Put your hand up if you know. Kyrell over there, I think, knows. Thanks, Zena. Soil. Soil. Woo! Give yourselves a round of applause. That was great. Those are the four things that we need. Thank you, Zena, for helping me with that. So we need soil, we need a seed, we need sun, and we need water. Well, we're going to talk today a little bit about the seed of faith and what happens to the seed. And what happens to the seed when we're planting flowers or planting a plant? Well, it gets buried. Here's the really weird thing about planting a seed and something that grows. is that the very first thing that happens to the seed is it gets starved of light and oxygen. It goes into a dark place where there is less 
and son. And do you know what happens to that seed? It dies. There's a little tear coming down here. It dies. But then a little miracle happens. Just when you think that seed is dead and buried, new life begins. Do you know, sometimes in our lives we can feel as though we are dead and buried. We've come to the very end of ourselves. Sometimes that's the very moment when we surrender, we give in and we give up and then new life begins. What does it take for this to happen, for this new life to begin, this new growth? Well, it needs the right conditions because A seed that is on stony ground that isn't in the soil will do nothing. Here's what, and you've told me this already, but here's what that seed needs to grow. It needs good soil, healthy soil with a good balance of nutrients. The right balance of acid and alkaline, phosphates and nutrients and all those things. Good soil, so we have to care for the soil. The seed also needs sunlight. Who said sunlight? Somebody said sunlight. Otis said sunlight. The soil needs to have the energy that comes from the sun shining upon it. And what happens is the energy from the sun is translated into warmth in the earth. And then the warmth, the energy, the warmth, the heat energy in the soil then gets converted into the energy for growth in the seed. And what else does it need? It, need, it needs water. Who said water? Somebody said water, didn't they? The, the, Carol said water. The, the seed needs water the soil to have water because it needs the oxygen that is contained within that water in the H2O. It needs the oxygen to breathe and to give it life. But it needs two other things that we didn't talk about. So we have the seed itself, the soil, we have the sunlight, we have the water. Two other things that I think a seed needs to grow. First one is care and attention. We need to remove any weeds that grow around our seed and threaten to steal its nutrients and shade it from the sun. Just very recently in our family, uh, Hannah planted some sunflower seeds uh, and with Sarah's help, they were, it, when it's begun to shoot, they planted it outside in our front garden. If you're walking past our house, keep an eye out. There's a nice sunflower there now. But for a while, what started to happen was that weeds grew in the patch and Sarah went out and very lovingly and devotedly pulled up all the old weeds because the weeds were taking the energy, the nutrients, the, the water, the sunlight, everything, and stopping the sunflower from growing. So when we plant a seed, it needs care and attention. And then the other thing it needs is patience and trust. Hi, Gabriel. It needs patience and trust. The growth doesn't happen overnight. If you go onto YouTube, you can look at all these wonderful little time-lapse videos of seeds and flowers and plants growing, where they speed up 83 days of growth into just one minute and 30 seconds, and it's amazing. But the point is, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. And can you make a seed grow? Put your hand up if you can make a seed grow. Ezekiel's feeling confident this morning. Otis is feeling confident this morning. Put your hand up if you don't really think you can actually make the seed grow. Yeah, a few people tend to be saying that. Because we don't really make the seed grow, we just try and put it in a place where all the right conditions for growth are in place. And in the Bible reading we heard today, St. Paul says something similar. He says, God makes the growth. God 
brings the growth. Let's have a quick look at how it works in practice. And um, Hannah's going to help me here because she can come up on stage next to me. Um, Let's have a look at this. So, we haven't got everything we need here, but we've got some of what we need. So, uh, Hannah, what have we got got here? What's this? We have some soil. So, this is some soil. This is actually peat-free compost. Very important to buy peat-free compost if you're buying some for home because we need peat in the soil to help capture carbon in the environment. So you mustn't buy uh, compost with peat. And um, we've got uh, a pot ready to plant, haven't we? So do you want to put some soil in there? Look, I'll take this off. Right, get your hands, get, get your hands in that pot and put some soil in it. That's good. Pack it down. There you go, that's probably enough to start with. Right, hold it up so everyone can see. There we go, there's some compost. Right, now we don't have an individual seed. We've got something very special that we're going to show you in a little while. We've got some seed paper. And for those of you who know how I like to be a little bit extra, we've got seed paper with our SGH logo printed on it. So what are you going to do with that, Hannah? We're yeah, in fact, in this case, we can just put it down. And then let's we put a bit more soil on top of it. Because it needs to be dead and buried, doesn't it? It needs to be buried under. Put some more soil on and pack it down. Good. I think the camera's catching all this, isn't it? So those of you watching online are getting your tutorial and your lesson. Right, we haven't got, um, we haven't got any sunlight in here. But we've got the soil, we've got the seeds. What else do we need apart from sunlight? Louder than that. Water. Hannah, do you want to do the honours then? Very good. Cool, that should do for now. And uh, what was the last thing we need? Sunlight. Thank you. It's like Bruce Forsyth, isn't it, in the Generation Game? Um, so Hannah, will you take that home with us and put it on a windowsill where it can get some sunlight? Okay, great, thanks very much. Give her a clap. So... What has all this business about planting seeds got to do with the Bible and being a Christian? What does this stuff about seeds planting have to do with Christian life? You came to church not for a biology lesson, but hopefully to find out something more about how to grow in your faith in Jesus Christ, how to be a disciple and a follower of Jesus Christ. Well, St. Paul uses the analogy of a seed in his letter to the Christians at the church in Corinth. Corinth was in Greece uh, in the first century, and there was a community, a family, a church, actually about the same size as ours, maybe the same sort of number gathered here, who were Christians, uh, probably not in a building like this. And St. Paul wrote them a letter, and he used the analogy of the seed to help them understand how God was at work in their life. And he said this, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, But God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but only God who makes things grow. Now St. Paul is not the only one to use the example of a seed. Jesus told a parable, a story about a man who went out to sow seed. Didn't he? The parable of the sower, we call it. And he sowed seed all over the place. And some of it landed on stony ground and nothing happened. Some of it got eaten up by birds. But the seed that landed on good soil and took root brought forth fruit. So how is our Christian life like a plant? 
Well, we begin with the seed of faith. This is the gospel message that God so loved the world that he gave his only son Jesus to die for our sins and to be raised again so that we can have new life. This is the seed that is the start of it all. That message of hope that we can be reconciled to God, we can find peace and joy and hope and life and love because of what Jesus has done for us. When we realize that God is God and we are not and we put our trust in him. Just as a little aside, by the way, where did that seed come from? If you've received that seed of faith in your life, where did it come from? Well, it came from another healthy plant that had grown and reproduced itself with more seeds. There's a little lesson for us about how the Christian faith is passed on from one generation to the next, one Christian to another. But where is the seed planted? Well, it's planted in the soil. And what's the soil? I think there are two answers for us as Christians. The soil is our individual lives, our hearts, and sometimes we can be stony ground where nothing will grow. But then we can ask God's spirit to make our lives good soil. That's one of my prayers sometimes. Lord, make the soil of my heart good soil that will receive the seed of faith and bring forth fruit. Sometimes weeds grow up in our own individual lives. What might the weeds be? Maybe bad habits, addictive behaviors, gossip, greed, envy, lying, selfishness, a whole load of things, things that we might place a dependency on. Those weeds will threaten to strangle the seed of Christian faith which is growing in us. And sometimes we have to weed those and do a bit of weeding. Nobody likes weeding, do they? But it's essential if you want things to grow. So the soil where this seed of Christian faith is planted is our individual lives, but it's more than that. It's also the local church. It's us as a family, a community. And where the local church is healthy, where people are learning to practice love and kindness and gentleness and goodness and patience and forgiveness towards one another, that will create good soil in which the seed of faith will grow. What else is needed? Well, we need sunlight. What's the sunlight in this analogy? It's the light of Christ in scripture. We need the light of Christ to shine on us always. And we meet Christ in scripture. The Bible says, your word is a light to my eyes and a lamp to my path. The Bible says that God's word is light for us. Sunlight helps us grow. But we also need to be soaked with water. We need God's spirit to water us and grow good fruit in us. But then those two other things that we talked about for planting an actual seed also apply. We need care and attention. We need care and attention. We need to take care of the soil, doing that weeding. We might need to build a trellis to help support the growth of the life. Paul goes on just after the passage that Danette read to the second half of the passage Danette read to us. Paul goes on to speak about building upon the foundation that is laid for you in Jesus Christ, building your life and choosing the materials well, choosing the habits that we form as Christians, fellowship, service, generous giving, forgiveness. And of course, we might need to do some weeding, dealing with sin in our lives by confessing and repenting regularly. So we need care and attention, but we also need patience and trust. It takes time and trust. Paul is clear in those verses six and seven that I read Only God brings the growth. 
That's why we must never attach our Christian faith to a particular Christian leader or teacher or celebrity. That's sort of what people were doing in Corinth when Paul was writing to them. They were like, oh, Apollos, he's the guy, he's my guy, he's the man. Or the others were like, no, 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 it's Paul who matters, I'm following his teaching. And Paul says, no, look, it's, it's not about Apollos, it's not about Paul, it's not about Reverend Graham, it's not about Nicky Gumbel, it's not about the Pope. It's God who brings the growth. It's not a Christian leader, a celebrity. It's not your favorite worship leader or author. They're great. It's wonderful that they help to nurture and create the conditions. But God is the one who brings growth in our Christian faith and life. Only God. And of course, everything that we might want to say about our individual Christian faith and life is also true about how Christian community grows. Healthy churches grow where the soil is good, where the seed is planted, where the light of Christ in scripture shines like sunlight and the spirit of God waters and refreshes us daily and weekly. That's why it's so important to gather together uh, at church for fellowship on a regular basis. Every week, meet in a midweek group. Uh, Come and gather so that you can hear the scriptures read and opened up to you. You can bask in the light of Christ and you can pray, come Holy Spirit. And you can be refreshed in the spirit in our worship, in communion, in our time together. And when we grow, we produce more seed to be sown and spread elsewhere. And as a Christian community here at St. John's, we might at this point just think of some of the staff or ordinance who have been sent out from here to help plant new churches and to plant seeds of faith in individual lives. So many people over the years who have gone on uh, to become evangelists, I suppose, leaders of mission and ministry. Uh, ambassadors of the gospel, Alice, Alison, Josh, Freya, Stephen, Andrew, Zoe, James, Sally, Julian, Moses, Louise, many, many more. For those of you who remember Julian, who served as our youth minister here for three years, he was ordained yesterday. He's now Reverend Julian. How exciting. But it's not just those who are called, yeah, that's one nice little clap there for Julian. Big clap for Julian. We'll find this extract and send it to him. He'll be encouraged. But it's not just about those who are called to serve as leaders. Every single one of you, every single one of us, can plant new seeds of the gospel in other people's lives simply by building friendship and sharing faith. And one of the best things you can do with your friends, with your neighbours, with your work colleagues is to simply be a good friend, be a good neighbour and pray for people. There are people I've been praying for for years just praying that God will just knock at the door of their heart and that eventually they will hear and open and receive Jesus into their lives. So let me now say a little word about baptism and the mission of the church and then we must move on. How does this relate to baptism? I hope it's clear how a healthy church creates good conditions for seeds of Christian faith to grow mature Christian lives. And I think this analogy works for those being baptised as well. I can see Ramiah just over there who's going to be baptised very soon. The seed is the new young life in Christ, be that a baby, a child or an adult, whatever age. The soil is the local church and for a baby or a child, it's its family. If your family to a baby, an infant, a child who is being baptised, you as the family parents, godparents, extended family, you are the soil. You need to check that you're good and healthy so that that seed can grow. 
The sunlight is still the Bible. The word of the Lord is a light to our eyes and a lamp to our path. The water is the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is pledged to every person at their baptism. When Jesus was baptized in the river Jordan by John, the scriptures tell us that a dove descended on him. The Holy Spirit in the form of a dove descended upon him and a voice from heaven came and said, you are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. And I believe it's the same for every one of us in our baptism, that when we are baptized, the Holy Spirit descends on us, probably not in the form of a dove unless something very exceptional is happening. But the Holy Spirit fills us and is pledged to us Sometimes that might be something that is thought comes, comes to fruition many, many years later. I remember my dear friend Steve, who used to be on our ministry team here, and he was baptized as an infant at Holy Trinity Hoxton, and then he didn't darken the church's doorsteps for four decades. Had nothing to do with the church, nothing to do with Christian faith. And then in his 40s, he had an awakening. He met a Christian. He was told about Jesus. He came to faith. And his life was transformed. He was set free from drug and alcohol addictions. It was amazing, the transformation in his life. But he puts it all down to the Holy Spirit being pledged to him in his baptism all those years earlier. Care and attention will be the habits and the patterns of life that you build to help raise the child in the faith. And I'm speaking principally to those of you who are giving thanks for the gift of a child, for uh, Kadeen, who will be raising Ramiah, along with Kyrell, that you build habits and patterns to nurture and raise a child in the faith, including some good practices and also some weeding where needed, correction, encouragement. And then, of course, patience and trust, because Christian faith doesn't grow overnight, as we know. I became a Christian 29 years ago, and I feel like I'm still a beginner, and I'm still learning new things and trying to get things right before the Lord again. It starts very small, and it grows gradually. Our work is to keep the conditions good, and then to trust God for the growth. Now, that leads me to conclude by saying something else about the mission of our own church family here in Hoxton. We're going to publish a new mission action plan in September and that's going to help guide us over the coming five years. And we would love every single member of our church family here to be praying for this process, that we would hear God clearly and that we would trust him to guide us. And so we've created some little packs for you and the welcome team are going to start bringing them around and we've got some little bags and we, there's, there's enough for one for every household, there's probably enough for one for every child and what we'd love you to do is take a pack and take, there's going to be in your pack, there's going to be a plant pot like the one that Hannah planted. There's going to be um, a little bag of soil and the bag it's in is compostable so you can put it in your garden waste or your compost bin when you've used it. And there's going to be a piece of seed paper and we want to invite you to plant that seed at home, plant that seed paper, water it, nurture it. Just uh, grab a bag, they're just going to start passing them out, passing them along, take one home. And then, would you do me this kindness, when you've planted your seed paper, would you put it on a windowsill or a window ledge, and every time you water it, would you pray for what God is doing here at St. John's? Would you be kind enough to remember this day, this talk, and think, ah yes, I'm praying that the church community, the church family at St. John's Oxford would be good soil in which seeds of faith might grow and good spiritual fruit would come forth. And I hope that over the next couple of months you will see beautiful things grow. Be patient, keep praying. Water it little and often. Don't drown it, don't drench it. And wait 
and watch and pray. And hopefully you'll see beautiful things grow over the next couple of months, just as we hope for the fruit of the Spirit to grow in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Let me end with this before we move into the thanksgiving and the baptism. If you ever feel discouraged, if you ever feel as though that seed of faith that was planted in you is bearing no fruit, if it feels as though it's lost in the soil, trust God for the miracle. Trust God to bring that seed of faith to life afresh. And remember that at the very beginning of his letter to the Corinthians, Paul wrote about the seed of faith that's planted and that God brings growth for. And at the very end of his letter, he talks about Jesus and Jesus' death and resurrection. And in the 15th chapter of his letter to the Corinthians, his first letter, St. Paul says that the seed sown perishable is raised imperishable. He uses the same analogy to talk about Jesus' death and resurrection. God took the most precious thing in the world, his son, his very self, and he planted it in the depths of a darkened tomb where Jesus died. And then by the miracle and the power of the Holy Spirit was raised to new life and something glorious began to grow. The church, the new people of God. And you are part of that story. You are part of that new plan for the whole of creation. So if you feel discouraged, please remember that God planted Jesus in the very depths of death in the tomb. And yet, out of that darkness was able to bring forth new life in his resurrection. And if God can do it for Jesus, he can do it for you, for me, for us. No part of our lives no part of ourselves can ever be too dead and too buried for there not to be new life. God can always work a resurrection in you. And we're going to celebrate that today in baptism as we, as it were, put to death the old self figuratively with the water drowning the old life and letting the new life of Christ be born in us. May I pray and then we'll move on. Father God, thank you for the seed of faith planted within each one of us. And I want to pray especially today for those people watching online or gathered in this building who do not know for sure that there is a seed of faith in them. Lord, by your spirit, would you be planting seeds of faith, seeds of hope, seeds of life in them right now. For those who are listening to my words who have not believed in the name of Jesus, have not confessed him as Lord and Saviour. Lord, may they receive that revelation of who you are now. And Lord, with this, plant, this seed of faith planted in our hearts, begin to grow by your power. And Father, we pray for our own lives and for our own church that you would make us good soil in which the seed of the gospel may be planted and would grow. 
and may many, many people in Hoxton, London and throughout the world come to know of the goodness and love and the kindness of Jesus our Saviour, in whose name we pray. Thanks for listening to the St. John's Hoxton podcast. New talks will be uploaded every week from all of our services. And do check out our website, stjohnshoxton.org.uk, for more information.